Welcome to Corporate Chat Podcast. Your hosts for today are Mathis Grandchamp and myself, Loïc Meunier. We both pursue a Bachelor of Commerce in Finance at McGill University. Thank you to our sponsors, Deloitte, Cementov Development LTD, and Red Bull. Your guest for today is Tarek Rabah, President and CEO of Otsuka North America, based in Princeton, New Jersey. Prior to joining Otsuka, he held various positions in the pharmaceutical industry, such as Vice President of Middle East and Africa at AstraZeneca. Tarek holds a double major in Business Administration and a Bachelor of Science at the American University of Beirut and an MBA from McGill University that he mentioned multiple times throughout the interview since it clearly had a lasting positive impact on his career. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Tarek Rabah. Hi Tarek, we're glad to have you on the podcast today. We're really excited to hear what you have to say, so let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit about where you began your career and where you ended up. Well, um, thank you so much, uh, Matisse and, and, and Loic, and congratulations on the great work you are doing. I am pleased to have met you at the Miguel de Sotel tour during the celebration of the 25-year reunion of my MBA class of 1998. It was a great opportunity to meet old friends, see how um, Miguel Business School had evolved, but also to see and meet so many of my dear old friends. Um, Miguel had really a lasting impact on my life and my career journey. And to really answer your question, I, I need to start by dwelling on why uh, I chose Miguel for my MBA program. And um, as, you, as you can notice from my accent, um, I come from Lebanon. This is the place where I was born and where I grew up. Um, I studied uh, biology and then uh, double majored in business. Uh, and I um, always worked at my family business. I, I appreciate and I still appreciate the entrepreneurial environment I grew up in. Um, it's a place where you always search for opportunities and you work hard to implement uh, these uh, you know, new, job, new opportunities and new ideas. My, my family enterprise in many small businesses of which restaurants came to be the most successful and I learned a lot in working in restaurants, although I ended up in a very different place, but the ethics of hard work, attention to details and constant innovation, and even more important, making sure that your customer is very satisfied with their experience. The interesting thing about restaurants is that the feedback you get is usually instant, is instant uh, from your customers, especially if uh, you know, some things are not working uh, exactly yeah. as you intended them to work. So this appreciation of entrepreneurship, exploring possibilities, exploring opportunities extended to the desire of traveling and, and living outside Lebanon to study, to work, to experience new cultures, open up to new ideas. And this really led me to start my journey abroad with Miguel. So why Miguel? It was a perfect choice for me because of the cosmopolitan environment in Montreal and in Canada in general. Uh, the MBA program had students from Canada and abroad. This was also extremely attractive. Add to that that McGill had a very active exchange program. And this exchange program played an even more important role in jumpstarting my career. And in a, in a certain way, my career becoming a real reflection of beware what you wish for, in a way. So... I actually did an exchange or participated in an exchange program in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, 
uh, it was a total coincidence. Uh, this was completely unplanned. Uh, my intention was actually to go for an exchange program in France. So in the information in, in the information session I was in, um, learning about the program in France. Um, uh, once the the session was over, um, everybody uh, that was there interested in the French school. Um, once the session was uh, has finished, everybody left. Uh, the uh, the room and this was exactly at the moment where the uh, Brazilian uh, students came in. They were coming in from an ex from an executive exchange program in Brazil, and they wanted to present their country and their uh, their school. But a lot of people like me were francophones. They did not speak Portuguese, so they said, "You know what? We're not going to be um, you know we're not going to be um, attending the session." So they left, and I really stayed out of courtesy. But at the end of the session, I decided to go to Brazil and I also decided to learn Portuguese, which was a challenge uh, that at the end I overcome and uh, it became uh, maybe one of the most important assets for me and, and you know, my career and my life. So that's another example where uh, where life presents you opportunities, um, you know, um, and I'm always attractive to a seeking a, a bit, a little bit of an adventure. And solving for challenges and obstacles around your way uh, to make it possible. So, so Brazil was a as an amazing opportunity for me. I ended up accepting um, a my my first role in the pharmaceutical industry in Novartis. Uh, I, I started as a medical rep and went on to do many other assignments. Um, I would probably would not have had it or had this role without my background in biology and the exchange program I did in Brazil. And I here I am. I mean, I am in the pharmaceutical industry now for 25 years. I, I love it. I love following the science. I love seeking and to solve complex health problem problems and be part of the solution. Uh, making huge differences uh, in the lives of patients. Uh, and, and working with amazing people that want to make an impact uh, like me in, in the lives of patients. And, and this continues to be an amazing privilege for me. Um, working with Novartis, AstraZeneca, and now in 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 Otsuka, of course. I worked in so many countries around the world: um, in Brazil, Venezuela, Switzerland, United Arab Emirates, and now in the United States. So, if you you're coming back to your question, and at the really starting point, it's all about embracing opportunities with the challenges they come with. You need to believe and trust yourself but also trust that with the right intentions, the universe will also conspire uh, to help you. And it's super rewarding. I, I can tell you that from my own experience. So, super interesting, Tarek, thank you for that. Um, and with degrees in both biology and business, do you suggest prioritizing one over the other for someone having to break into uh, the pharmaceutical industry? I think a degree in science is definitely helpful to work in the pharmaceutical industry. You will, of course, have more options. There are so many roles and functions you can start and you can specialize eventually in uh, in this field. Uh, having a degree in, in science is 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 definitely uh, will give you more options, but it will not. It's not indispensable. I have seen so many having amazing careers in the industry without necessarily coming in from a scientific background. Great, thank you. 
And how did the opportunity to assume the role of CEO of Otsuka North America arise? So the opportunity, like any other, came at the right time where I thought I was ready to move to the next stage in my career. Uh, Otsuka presented me this opportunity to lead uh, a very competent, passionate team and operation in the most important markets of the world. Um, I was especially attracted to Otsuka because of the Japanese heritage, um, uh, because of the culture of the company. But I also, but but I also appreciated a lot as I learned more about the company, about this entrepreneurial environment that I most cherish, and of course I'm keen to preserve. I like the mission of the company, uh, which is all about defining limitations so that others can do, and its values. And you know, the, the two I most cherish is really perseverance and creativity. And this, of course, rhymes perfectly with my own and all the team in Otsuka. So this is what really led me to Otsuka and how we really embraced this opportunity to uh, lead this amazing company. And what would you say was the biggest challenge in your career? The, the biggest challenge comes in, in working in an innovation-driven uh, um, mm. research and development industry. Uh, you, you realize that not all the products and assets that you work on are uh, successful and they make it ultimately to the patient and to the patients and to the market. And of course, uh, I had a few products in my career that did not make it. And each episode is really challenging as at the end of the day, you need to dismantle the team and sometimes say goodbye to many of your team members or you know colleagues that you worked with that you know we're passionately working beside you and really had everything in it to make it successful. And, and of course, uh, this is extremely challenging, dealing with a change like that. So, um, and, and what you will see, you know, with your, with many of your colleagues, you know, in, in life and as you start your career journeys is that, is that um, if you choose to work on sometimes even your own ideas or to go in the startup, um, in, uh, to do your own startups, for example, uh, not all of the ideas you you think about or you try to implement will make it eventually. And this, uh, you know, the, the consequences of of that is that there will be challenges that you will need to to deal with. And 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 that for me is um, is probably the the uh, the biggest challenge uh, in, in in my career. Yeah. And before we conclude this part of the conversation, I'd like to touch on your work life balance. How is your current work-life balance and how did it change over the course of your career? At the beginning, I was so eager, like many who just start their career, to do everything um, I can to, to, to have a, a great momentum and, you know, a great education uh, to work. But as you uh, progress in your career, you, you learn that work-life balance is not only important for your life, but also for your work. And I have to say that it is super important to take care of your mental, of your emotional, and of your physical fitness state. Uh, and if you do that well, you will be able to be more effective. You'll be able to do. You'll be able to be more creative, and you'll be really able to be more focused on your work. And that is something I really pay attention to, and I motivate everyone in my team to do the same. So taking your vacation, having hobbies in life, doing whatever can, can nourish your mental, your emotional, your spiritual state, 
is is uh, is so important. Um, it, it is so important. I and I hope somebody had told me that work-life balance is not only important. You know, is is also important at the beginning of your of of your career as much as it is important. Uh, you know, during and uh, in more advanced stages of your career. Mm -hmm. So, as for now, as a CEO, what aspect of your job takes most of your time? It's really difficult to say, but I would say planning and coordinating so many complex activities. Um, we have a lot of governance meetings. Uh, we do. We had to have a lot of discussions, deliberations in order to make decisions. Uh, we try to simplify as much, but still, this is an important aspect of the work. It's complex and it takes time. Great, thank you. Now shifting to the market segment. Otsuka is committed to uh, developing new, treatment, new treatments in neuroscience and nephrology, as well as innovating in digi digital innovation in mental health. Doing so requires complying with lots of regulatory bodies, testing, etc. What would you say are the biggest opportunities and limitations in developing and marketing a new product? So the biggest opportunity is, of course, always in the evolved science and the um, what, what, what arises from it in a constant way from academic and research centers around the world. I'm assuming that with the evolution we are having now with um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and even enhanced computing in the future, this will evolve even in a faster and more revolutionary way for life sciences and healthcare as a whole. In Otsuka, this new science and discovery comes from our own labs, but also from numerous collaborations and partnerships we do with academic centers and, of course, other companies. We seek innovation where it is. We are not shy to seek it uh, with others if it's promising to make a difference in patient lives. For a drug or a therapy to make its way ultimately to the patient, it takes a long journey extensive clinical tests to be done in labs and tested in very controlled way in clinical trials with patients. Um, this, of course, takes uh, lots of resources and is never guaranteed to succeed. In fact, many products ultimately fail to make it to the patient simply because of the scientific uh, simply because sometimes the scientific uh, hypothesis under which uh, these assets were tested were not proven. Uh, and and maybe or the benefit of the patients did not outweigh probably some of the side effects that um, the the product or the assets once tested uh, um, uh, were clear. Uh, and um, in addition to that, the pharmaceutical industry is heavily regulated and and, and supervised by regulatory agencies around the world. Um, and, and this close work with regulatory agencies complying with these uh, very strict um, rules does not end with the product introduced to the market. Uh, we need to continue to monitor the product for any additional effects and, and we comply with post-marketing and other regulations and demands of the different agencies around the world. So in short, getting a product to the market is really complex. It needs a lot of resources and a lot of perseverance. And I was talking about you know, a value I cherish a lot in Otsuka is perseverance, but it definitely it's definitely worth it because when it pays off, it has an amazing positive impact on 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 patient lives. So definitely lots of opportunities, but um, uh, it, it's a complex industry. It's heavily regulated, needs a lot of resources, uh, but ultimately um, it can make a huge difference.
uh, in, mm -hmm. in humanity in general. Um, thank you, Tarek, for that. Uh, I, and I'm curious to know, Otsuke is one of the last few companies that invest massively in mental illnesses and brain diseases. Could you elaborate on the reasons and what it implies to specialize in such an area? And how do you see this focus continuing continuing in the future? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for this question. I, I, I truly think we have a long-term commitment to mental uh, health, uh, despite many companies leaving the space due to the, the complexity of drug development and, and challenges associated with bringing these products to market. We, we still uh, stayed the course as Otsuka, and we absolutely remain committed to invest in new treatments in mental health. Um, and to your point, in addition to pharmacological treatments, we're also uncovering um, innovative mechanisms to treat mental illness, including digital therapies. Um, Otsuka has a huge legacy uh, in introducing treatments in serious mental uh, illnesses uh, and, and brain diseases. And it started with schizophrenia. Uh, and then we've expanded to discover and develop a number of other treatments and additional indications in um, in, in a number of of areas, um, major depressive disorders, bipolar disorders. Um, we even expanded into other undeserved underserved areas of brain disease, such as ag agitation associated with dementia to the Alzheimer's disease, and um, PTSD uh, and ADHD, which is addition. Uh, attention deficit, uh, deficit hyperactivity disorder. So in short, we are really committed to following the science and contributing our expertise to develop new mechanisms of action and and uh, and, and therapies. And, um, and given that there are still many, many people living with these uh, difficult medical conditions, there is a need for us to bring these treatments into the market. And we I believe we can find and we must find unique, innovative ways to meet uh, these patients um, and, and to satisfy uh, what they are asking for. Uh, we have recently acquired a company actually in Canada called uh, Mindset Pharma. It's really an example of our continuous investment in the discovery and development of unconventional treatments, including uh, in the case of Mindset Pharma, chemically synthesized psilocybin. Um, it's, it's mostly, psilocybin in its natural form is mostly known as the mystical mushrooms, but uh, it's been studied now for complex mental illnesses, including a treatment uh, uh, resistant depression and, and, PT, and PTSD. So uh, we're very, very excited. And, and I think this acquisition of Mindset Pharma shows our continuous uh, focus in this area and uh, you know our belief that we can make a huge difference. But I, I'll spend just a second also to let you know that really our commitment is greater than just medicines. We do invest in a number of um, uh, in, in, a, in a number of commitments outside uh, just medicine. So uh, we we Otoka has a foundation called Sozo Safe Foundation. It's a charitable of, of a philanthropic foundation. Uh, and SozoSay supports various important initiatives that, uh, SozoSay, by the way, means creativity in, in, in Japanese. Uh, but what the, what the foundation does is that it supports various important initiatives that work to reduce stigma around mental illness, 
Uh, most importantly, decriminalization of mental health. And this means reducing the use of prisons and detention centers uh, as a place, unfortunately, uh, we diagnose and treat patients, especially in the in the US. Uh, another initiative is the Healthy Brain Global Initiatives. Um, we are partners in this huge initiatives, um, along with many other parties, including uh, the United Nations. We explore solutions for the causes and consequences of mental illness and the huge gaps in services for mental health, particularly in low resource settings in the US and around the world. And um, lastly, not only this, but uh, we are also a lead founding sponsor of uh, a, a, the Wellbeings Initiative with the public broadcasting station. It's an important station in the US. Uh, it's a multi-year public health campaign, uh, television documentaries that uh, initiated with youth and mental health, but will eventually extend into adult mental health, caregiver industry, and Alzheimer's disease. So. Commitment beyond medicine, um, I, I can tell you from uh, the leadership in Japan to every single person working in Otsuka, uh, mental health is such an important legacy, in addition to nephrology and rare disease, uh, but this is something we are uh, committed to, uh, despite, um, of course, the challenges that, that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that, Tarek, again. Um... Otsuka's holding company IPO'd in uh, 2010 and raised approximately $2.4 billion, making it um, the largest for a pharmaceutical company up to that time. So in general, how can a pharmaceutical company allocate money to remain attractive to investors in terms of uh, research and development or exploring products and so on? So the Otsuka holding company or the Otsuka group uh, support the lives of people worldwide through a wide range of innovative and creative products, including pharmaceuticals, functional beverages, and functional foods. Otsuka Holding Company is headquartered in Tokyo, Japan. Otsuka Pharmaceutical Companies in North America are subsidiaries of the Otsuka Holdings, and we are, of course, proud contributor to the mission overall financial return of the group. In an innovation-driven pharmaceutical company, the return comes from developing and commercializing new products in the market. This takes, of course, a lot of work, as I was talking about, to ensure we are following the science, working on the right, and, and really doing the feasible clinical development programs, leading uh, eventually to regulatory approval and um, a commercialization of the product. And of course, this is a, 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 a high investment, uh, costly process. And, uh, and as I said before, not all assets in development make it to the market, so you have to factor this in your investments. In addition to that, once a new medicine is on the market, it has limited time exclusivity period before generics or biosimilars can be in the market. This is protected through some special exclusivity clauses, or uh, of course, most, most of the time, it's uh, about the patents that you have in the discovery process. So for 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 uh, for that, of course, an extensive process takes place uh, to launch a new medicine. Where we work with payers such as insurers. Insurers, we absolutely make a huge effort to communicate to physicians and also patients, where of course this is permitted directly to them, to articulate and educate on the benefits that you know this new medicine can actually bring. And the objective at the end of the day is to make sure uh, or secure uh, the, the best uptake of the, pro of the product, which means um, 
as many patients as possible that uh, deserve to get this product are actually getting them, getting it. And by consequence, the financial returns from the product, you know, comes in before the end of the exclusivity period. So the return, the return from the sales will allow us to complete the cycle, to invest in other newer developments, and of course, return to our investments uh, to compensate them for uh, the long-term investments that they have done. Great, that was super insightful, thank you. And uh, to switch gears a bit, you were at AstraZeneca during uh, COVID and the race for vaccine. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what that experience was like, even if we're, you were not directly involved uh, with the vaccine? Yeah, this is really interesting. I, I can't really say much as I was not involved in this work at all. And I know a number of my colleagues in AstraZeneca that were dedicated to bring this vaccine to the market. And it was a really exciting time to, and, and of course a privilege to be associated with such a, with such a, with such a work. But um, I, I really have to say, uh, you know, my association was only by, by name to this, to this important mission. So um, not a lot I can say, unfortunately. Uh, can you walk us through an interesting product or, or phase you are restudying during your career, Derek? The most rewarding experiences I have in my career is when I, I, I am able to participate in launching a new product. Um, there is so much excitement and fulfillment of being able to bring a new treatment to patients, knowing that this uh, treatment can improve and, and in many ways, in many, time, many times, save their lives. And, and of course, this is truly overwhelming. It's a very extensive process to mobilize teams of uh, you know, colleagues that are really dedicated, uh, to prepare, um, execute plans of, you know, for, for which, uh, you know, as a team, we worked hard and long uh, to make sure that patients can access this, this treatment. So this is, I mean, launching a product in pharma is uh, it, it, knowing that not all of them are, at the end of the day reach the, the, the finish line is so satisfactory and so so exciting and i had a privilege to work on so many new products and to launch new products in in my career i've worked on diabetes products um, cardiovascular diseases um, um, kidney disease and of course lately at otsuka bringing new products to treat serious, serious mental illness and brain disease launching new products is the most exciting and interesting phases uh, and, and moments in 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 our career in pharma Great. Now moving on to the mentorship section, how big of an impact the people you surround yourself with make an impact in your career? Huge. Huge. This is what I enjoy the most. Uh, I, I learn a lot from people around me. I also believe that I learn even more from people that they do not have a similar background or similar experiences. Um, diversity of opinions is absolutely fundamental and accepting different views uh is it, so critical um especially if you are in a place or you do value innovation and and constantly exploring new uh, uh possibilities and new uh, opportunities so um a huge impact uh, all along continue to be um um along my career and my life Thank you for that, Tarek. Really, really insightful. And speaking of impactful influences, internships can be a major stepping stone for students. Considering the significant impact people have had on your on your career, like you mentioned, what advice 
would you offer students seeking internships? How do you believe they should go about you know, finding these opportunities? Um, I, I think that my first advice is, is really be curious. Um, and again, be open to explore these you know, new possibilities. Uh, an internship is an amazing opportunity for you to check out, uh, you know, discover, learn more of a certain role or of a certain industry. It's also a, a good opportunity for you to work on your networking. Um, my advice is reach out to friends, friends of friends, or people you may not even know uh, that, but but you know they are in these industries and and uh, or companies you're you're interested in. You'll be surprised on how many uh, you will find are willing to support you, even if you they if you don't if you don't know you if they don't know you. So my 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 advice is really put your best feet forward and pitch uh, for the why. Uh, and, and you know why are you going for this internship? And it doesn't have to be a rocket science. It can be simply uh, a, 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 a genuine answer. I really want to learn. I don't know much about it. I would like to learn it. I would like to explore it. And uh, I personally love to see more perseverance, curiosity in candidates and interns. It's a great ingredient for, for growth uh, professionally and, and, and personally, and a great indicator of, of your performance in the future. Great, thank you. And what would your best advice be for someone graduating from university right now? I mean, be open, uh, explore opportunities. Um, they come in sometimes planned, sometimes unplanned. Um, there are um, so many roles you can do uh, in, in, in pharma. Um, it could be in, in research development, marketing, sales, account management, legal, regulatory. Uh, I, I would say the same as I was saying for interns. I mean, learn more, network, connect with people that work in the industry or outside the industry and, and, and uh, you know, it, Try to learn as much as you can and, and explore and explore, uh, you know, possibilities. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's an exciting time uh, to make uh, the, the best of it, especially if you just came out of university and uh, wanting to work in this industry. So speaking of pharma, do you have any tips uh, maybe for someone looking to break into the pharmaceutical industry? Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's really all about um, all about uh, learning uh, and and uh, you know more about the industry. Um, as I was saying, pharma is really very diverse and 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 sometimes could look very very complex. So trying to understand a little bit more about the industry, trying to ex explore uh, you know what these roles uh, entail. Uh, uh, you you can uh, you can get uh, you, the 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 jobs in pharma are very diversified. So you cannot. I mean, it's not like somebody working in pharma. You can you can work in a, a research lab. You can work on developing a clinical trial. You can work in marketing and sales. You can work in finance and legal and regulatory. So there is a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of possibilities in pharma that you can uh, learn more. Uh, I, I think networking before you graduate, uh, you know, or after you graduate, um, again, connecting with people, um, you know, working there uh, to learn more of the, of the same is, is super important. So um, the, the, it's not very different, to be honest, from any other uh, industry. Um, the only thing I can tell you from my own experience is that you'll be surprised on how many uh, Different opportunities exist in the pharmaceutical industry. I I learned I I came to the industry 
to be honest, in a uh, in a by coincidence, if you want, I stumbled into the pharmaceutical industry. I was fascinated by it, and I can see myself doing something else. But um, and I, my advice is that uh, to, to to try to explore and have an open mind and, and learn as much as you can uh, about the industry. Great, thank you. And now moving on to the rapid fire question section. In one sentence, how would you define success? For me, it's um, leveraging or using kindness to bring the best in others. Uh, I think uh, showing compassion, empathy, uh, believing in people's potential, supporting them is uh, absolutely critical and will make people believe in themselves, fulfill their potential. That is most of the time more than they think themselves are able to do. But this is for me is the ultimate success, bringing the best in people. And my journey in life is to lead and show examples of how this is possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and what is the best piece uh, of advice that anyone has ever given you? It was actually given by the dean of the MBA program, the McGill MBA program at the time. Um, I apologize because I, I forgot his name. Uh, it's and, and the advice was it's not only what you do, but with whom you do it. Uh, it is so important to surround yourself with the right coaches, mentors, people you respect and you want to support and be supported with. Great, thank you. How would you describe your career in one word? Can it be two words? Learning journey. Um, growing by learning and uh, mm -hmm. so, so I think learning journey is probably the best one uh, and uh, what this entails at the end is growing by learning from your failures and successes. Mm -hmm. uh, on a scale of one to ten how important would you say your GPA is as a student? I would say it is important it definitely helps to open doors but it's not everything I, I think GPA shows your dedication or a good snapshot of your dedication, of your hard work, of your interest in what you do, but doesn't it tell the whole story? Um, let me put it this way, seven out of 10, maybe. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, if you wouldn't be in the pharmaceutical industry, what would you be doing instead? A difficult question, but I, I know it. I know whatever I do, it will involve travel and ex and explore uh, new cultures and new ideas. Um, I don't know, maybe uh, a commercial pilot, or maybe I would continue in uh, working in restaurants, opening restaurants around the world. I, I truly believe experiencing food is part of experiencing culture, so maybe that could be uh, that that could be an interesting um, um, place I, mm -hmm. I would spend my career. And uh, moving on to the last question, Tarek, what is one book you would recommend to our listeners? Um, I, 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 would, um, I would recommend, if you allow me, two books. Uh, I am very passionate about history in general, so one book I would recommend is called The War of the World, W-O-R-L-D, sorry for my accent, by Neil Ferguson. Uh, he's an amazing historian. And uh, he he talks about world 
uh, World One, but I think in he shows us how vulnerable humanity is to make the same mistakes over and over again. And unfortunately, we're seeing some of it as we speak. And the the other book is the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra, another writer who made a huge impact on me. The book uh, talks about the fact that personal success requires the understanding of the nature of human beings and also following the laws of nature. But, um, you know, ultimately you will discover that you can create anything you want in this life. Um, everything is in you. Everything is in you. Great, thank you. So um, that is all for today. Thank you very much for being so generous with your time. And I'm sure lots of students will benefit from uh, you taking the time to speak with us. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard, feel free to drop a comment or follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or our social medias. Have a good one and see you next time. The sole purpose of this podcast is to educate and to inform our listeners. It is by no means a substitute for professional guidance by qualified experts. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute financial or other professional advice or services. Instead, we encourage you to discuss your career options as well as financial undertakings with other professionals who specialize in wealth, securities, and asset management, or any other field in financial services. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at a personal and individual risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. The views expressed on this platform are personal opinions and only, and should not be construed as financial advice for a given situation or from a given institution. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, it may not be appropriate for specific circumstances, and information may become outdated over time. No firm, nor any company providing financial support endorses or opposes any particular view or tools discussed in this podcast. This podcast is available for private, non-commercial use only. Advertising, which is incorporated into, placed in association with, or targeted towards the content of this podcast is forbidden. This podcast may not be edited, modified, or redistributed. The Corporate Chat Podcast has no liability for any personal activities in connection with this podcast or for personal use of this podcast in connection with personal websites, computers, or playing devices. Moreover, the Corporate Chat Podcast makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest con contaminating or destructive properties. McGill University and our sponsors expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.